This is the Wings and Things Wings of Fire podcast, and I'm your host, Maddie Hamlet. If I sound a bit, um, if I sound a bit hoarse, it's because I've been at camp and a tradition, which I do with a mask or with my hand over my mouth if I forgot a mask, which happens often because, you know, you, it's a pretty simple task, but it's just easy to forget, too, so, anyway, um, but... We sing really loud camp songs, uh, and I am very hoarse. I'm also still recovering from the night, which I stayed up like four hours. I stayed up till like four in the morning. I did last night too, but that was intentional because I like staying up late sometimes. Um, but I'm only because like, even though it's summer and I could every night, I don't really want to. I'm only gonna do it on weekends to get in the rhythm anyway. For starting middle school, I will be starting middle school. After the summer is over, but I do not want to think about that. Anyway, I'm doing two new things. I'm doing a Where We Left Off and a summary. I'm also doing uh, way more detailed notes, so I won't have to look at the pages and my notes. Just, it's not a very good system. So, okay, Where We Left Off. We, when we left off, Clay was wondering if they could really escape. And if they could do it without the Tonsil Peace. And if they could do it their own way. And I said that I thought the only way they could do it was their own way. Which, that was improvised. It's a good line. Though to be fair, it's a podcast. So, a bit of it is improvised. And for... I cannot say words today. Improvised. I don't know. Sorry. Um, but, anyway. It is a pretty good line. And I do want to say, I know you're clapping right now. If anybody is listening to this, I don't. I have like two listeners in both of them who are my friends. And actually, I think I have one listener because my other friend just watched the first episode. Not totally sure. Anyway, if I if anybody does ever actually watch this, then um, I do want to say that you are clapping, obviously. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You, know, I've been a great audience. I want to thank all the little people out there. No, I'm kidding. Like, if I ever do a speech, I would never, ever say that. Because, I mean, like, I guess it'd still be, like, you know. Anyway, main point is I would never say that. And I was just joking, obviously. But, anyway, the summary. In this episode, we are introduced to all the dragonets. Dragons of Destiny, including Glory, my favorite, and Crush, plus Sunny, another Crush. I am bi, so I like girls and boys, and I like, I have crush on Sunny and probably, Glory is kind of my favorite, but I also really like Sunny, and there is also Starflight, who I do not have a crush on, but kind of like, sometimes he's really annoying, and sometimes he's understandable, but anyway, they act out a war scene for, um, for history class, basically, but history class doesn't involve a teacher, so that's what they come up with to make it less boring than just reading scrolls or Starflight reading scrolls. And they decide to escape. It's finalized, but they don't tell Sunny about the plan. They don't really have a plan, but, you know. They do decide that they're going to formulate one. Okay, so we start off after Clay has finished his dinner. Um, the word dinner is making me want bread. 
uh, thing I would do in, in summer is when we would go on picnics and we'd have baguettes. Just take, like, a whole baguette and eat it. I'd eat the whole thing, like, um, kind of like you'd eat a corn dog. I, I don't know, a good example, but i just, like, chew off a bite, chew off a bite. I'd eat it, like, this way, and it would be my baguette, and I, I really, really love bread. So, my greatest, I want to call, I want to give a shout-out to my greatest, truest, and forever's love of carbs. Uh, thank you, carbs. You've got me through countless uh, times of depression. Now, I've had like, actually, I've had two pretty depressing moments that have got me a little depressed. Coronavirus, and my dad died when I was six, but I don't talk about that because I love my, because anyway, I love my stepdad. I don't want to call him stepdad, but anyway. And then we finally, yeah, Sonny walked into the scene. I say introduced in my notes, but it's not really, like, it's not like somebody comes on and introduces her because it's from Clay's perspective. But anyway, uh, she tr she sneaks up on Clay um, and tries to scare him with her warrior's cry. She succeeds, but it's because he thinks that she's saying aha and thinks she's one of the elders and is very anxious. Uh, it's pretty obvious that, the, sorry, elders is what I've decided to call the towns of uh, insipid underground peace mongers. That's what I've decided to call them. Um, and they obviously are not big on the whole self-esteem thing. They're more big on ridiculing dragonettes. I mean, they just sound great, don't they? They pretty much call out everything they think is wrong about them, even if it's not even wrong. I'm guessing in particular, in pick, I cannot say words today, particular Kestrel, as, um, you know, the one who we hate from the last chapter, the uh, first chapter. If you're going to be a hero, you need self-esteem, because if you don't have self-esteem, then you will believe you can do anything, and then you won't do anything. That's just kind of how it works. Okay, so... Uh, is it, I mean, is it just me, or are we starting to think this noble cause not super noble, and we're all starting to kind of hate the down the piece, uh, sorry, seven underground piece mongers. I gotta, I gotta start writing that in my notes. Um, but, anyway, Clay does comment that her warrior cry was surprising, which was not a lot, and then he changes the subject to, um, food, and asks why she wanted lizards again, and she says she doesn't want cows, it's just, I'm pretty sure that's just a different species thing, out of any particular, like, total importance, just making small talk, I mean, if you've lived together, I mean, I, I bet they're like brothers and sisters, I mean, I know they are, um, but we also, uh, we learn that the other dragons are in the study cave, but more importantly, we learn that Sunny doesn't is a sandwing, but doesn't look like other sandwings. Uh, she has different colored scales, lighter scales, um, and different colored eyes. She doesn't have a barbed tail, which is basically poisons people. 
it was part of the prologue, but it was in the fight scene with, well, wasn't much of a fight scene, I guess you just killed the ice queen, but I didn't, I didn't talk about it, because it was morbid, <laughs> um, morbid, I would, yeah, um, anyway, um, guessing she gets some BS for that, from, you know, the elders, who we hate, and, that Clay can't stop thinking about the escape. The thing I actually found most surprising about this is that it seems like a new thing, and it suggests that he never really thought about escape. I mean, if it consumes him so much now, like, I guess he's a sweetheart, but, and he's not very self-assured, you know, the elders haven't helped with that at all, but it still seems kind of crazy. He's been here for four dragon years, being Seems like dragons develop faster, or the years are longer, because four-year-olds aren't as capable as ten-year-olds. Could be a dragon development thing. I don't know. But, um, they definitely do not act like four-year-olds. Even though they are four-year-olds, four, four just for your information. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, I, if you do, like... If I ever have Facebook or I'm still doing a podcast or there's somewhere you could send it to me. You're just a friend and you look it up. Yeah, I'm really interested in that, so please do tell. Um, and anyway, the elders, as I'm calling them. Uh, sorry, I wrote that and I didn't plan to put that in as soon, but I put it in sooner. Anyway, they think Sunny's useless because she's small. Uh, she is different skin, she has a different shape tail, different shape, she has a different tail, she has a different color. I mean, you racists! The elders were mean to glory because of the fact that she was a rain wing and not even, and not even part of the prophecy. Look, you didn't have to steal her. You made her part of this prophecy, and, I mean, for God's sake, who cares if she's not part of the prophecy, I'm sure... She's still great, and she's going to help save the world. When you're treated this horrible, how have you not that? I mean, these dragons are so lucky to have such attention. Note the um, parentheses, parentheses. From the elders, by attention, I mean negative attention. When you're treated like this horribly... I mean, you'd think that maybe they'd, like, worship them or something. They do the opposite. I mean, you shouldn't worship them. That wouldn't make them good at anything, but you shouldn't treat them like this. I mean, for God's sake. But when, I mean, you're treated this horribly, how have you not thought about escape? Clay! I wrote that in all caps and, quite, and uh, explanation points. This is all on a dock. Um, I'm, my mom and dad, when we were starting the school year of Corona, they got me and my brother both Chromebooks, but I spilled water all over mine, and I got a school, but then I had to return it, so I'm, it's a Google Doc in my account that I have on my brother's computer, and that is one of the reasons it's good to have a brother. Now, it's like the bottom of the list of things, but he is really nice, and he's a sweetheart, so thank you, Henry. Uh, but anyway, I actually have two brothers named Henry, because my mom, when she... Uh, remarried to 
my uh, dad, um, uh, he had two sons named Ezra and Henry, and mom had me, Maddie, and Henry, so there are two Henrys, but Ezra and Henry are, are much older, so I call Big Henry, Big Henry, and Little Henry, my brother, and Little Henry. We're actually twins. Uh, our birthday is November 29th, which is very cool. Uh, well, I mean, like, I guess it's not very cool, but it's a fact, and it's true. Um, and yes, I am going to give you my address and social number, and, uh, yeah, so, and my phone number. No, I'm kidding. My birthday, I don't think that's very unique, and I don't think that'll help you find me, but whatever. If you do, and you're, why would you be listening? Anyway, uh, I do, but, uh, what he says, um, is that he tried to move this boulder where, the, where this guy, one of the elders exits, but he tries to move this boulder is when the elders are in, away or in their thrones, sipping martinis and tweeting mean things about the dragonettes, thinking their cause is so noble. Yeah, I know I'm getting kind of angry, but those people call them racist, sexist, anti-vaxxers, QAnon. I believe they all believe they are right. Okay, so the towns, the inseparate underground peace markets, it's different because they actually have a reasonable cause, but I am very annoyed with them, so. But it is a little unfair of me to call them that because they aren't being racist. I mean, or tribists because they aren't tribes or what they call them, but anyway, they think their cause is so noble. Um, I mean, I read a really good description of a bad guy in this uh, graphic novel I was reading, and it's someone who thinks they're completely good and right. I mean, in real life, that's so true. I mean, like, people who are bad guys think they're right think they're doing something wrong. I mean, I guess the Incept and Underground Peace Martyrs aren't totally bad guys, but they're definitely not the good guys. I can tell you that much. I mean, like, their organization does change for the better, but right now they're definitely not the good guys. Especially because of something that will be coming in the near future. So get out your crystal ball! Or ask a Nightwing or something. Anyway, Boulder does not move. Uh, what I think is maybe... Clay, like, plan to check out the outside world and then come right back? That, or I was wrong. I really said words. No, just kidding. Anyway, uh, we headed right into the study cave where Tsunami, who I love also, uh, so, so much, is bossing everybody around. Hashtag me in dragon form. If I were a dragon... Any dragon would definitely be Tsunami because she is stubborn, bossy, fights for a cause, believes in herself, and is very good. Is like she's a very good person, but she definitely also has some problems. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm also sorry about the hashtag. I don't really like hashtags. They're kind of annoying. Just have spaces, and I'm pretty sure that that was a grammar error. I don't think it's just have spaces. Um, but. Anyway, um, I am such a nerd sometimes, slash I only said that because I am a nerd 
all the times. And I know that is definitely not proper grammar. Which, grammar. Grammar. I told you I can't say stuff today. Um, anyway, I'm proud of that. And one of my comebacks that I say to my brother, which is uh, half kidding, half me kidding, and half me mocking myself, but um, is get a vocabulary or get a grammar instead of get a life. But um, I've been I've been at camp, and there's a little less supervision. There's stuff that kids can say that they would definitely not get away with if it were school. So I don't work on my comebacks. Um, pretty good. Um. Yeah, this one guy was saying to me, we were playing this, uh, for the overnight, we were playing an all-capture, an all-camp capture flag, capture the flag, and our team had won. We were called the Lowlanders, so they put an L on your hand, and if you're a Highlander, they put an H on your hand, and he was a Highlander. And he was saying, um, he was saying, uh, imagine having an L on your hand, which doesn't even make any sense, because we won, but. I just said, imagine shutting up. And I must say, that comeback. Did she? Well, I didn't shut up, but I definitely got him. Um, but anyway, I am proud of that. So, uh, Clay says to, says that Tsunami, he notices his map on the wall and comments that Tsunami and Starflight are resident bookworm. I'm a bookworm. I love books. Is why I'm doing a podcast on a book series actually not a series um i'd like to look at, like to look at the maps trying to figure out where the cave was so they were probably fantasizing and maybe thinking of escaping starflight thought they were in some caves in the claws of Ca- clouds mountains so they know they're in the skywind kingdom they just don't know where um Clay says he can smell the stars. Now, I know he's probably talking about smelling fresh air from some hole in the cave, but why not just say that? Why not, Clay? You can't smell the stars. Anyway, Sunny is an optimist, which means the group, which the group doesn't really care about her being like a hybrid or whatever, but the group is kind of unfair about I'm not, I I said mean but don't. my podcast um that was just my mom but um we have guests over so I'm going to be once I finish up I'm going to go down this is probably going to be my it's my second recording but it's probably going to be the last cuz um I do want to hang out but anyway They just, they don't really trust her. They think, because they think she's too trusting. Or that she, she's not really good at keeping lies, I guess. They don't really think that she has good ideas. It's, I mean, they're not totally fair about that. I mean, they love her, obviously, but sometimes they can be really unfair. But right now, they, when she says that, what if they just sat down and talked about who should actually be the ruler? Um, they agree. Uh, the if the princesses would just talk, the problems would not drag all the other tribes into it, and then they wouldn't have to study it, and there wouldn't be this whole prophecy thing, and they wouldn't have to deal with being torn from their families. <sighs> but it doesn't mean they get to meet each other. And then, yeah. Anyway, 
Tsunami, self-appointed teacher. I can sometimes be a self-appointed teacher. Signs parts of their role play. They are studying by acting uh, the scrolls out. This one is how the great war came about. We already did a little bit. We already covered that, but we're going to be covering it again, but in a more funny way. Uh, scrolls are like books for them, basically. And that's why I call Starflight a bookworm. Starflight does say that's not how you are really supposed to study. And perhaps you could read a scroll to them. I was thinking they could just read their own scrolls, but... <laughs> I mean, Starflight, you poor bastard, like, finally... Glory. I, she doesn't really enter, she's already in there, but she does speak. Um, it's introducing and enters, but it's really just the first time we meet them. Um, she says she... Anything but Starflight reading, and basically calls it boring. It sounds kind of mean, but, I mean, she's just kidding. And, well, she's half kidding. I don't think she's whole kidding, but she's half kidding. Um, I mean, they are really like sister and brother. Like they, They're not all chummy all the time. They do fight, but in the end, they really do love each other. And that's just how siblings work. I know I have a sibling. I have three siblings, in fact. More with my twin brother, because I've just, I've known him longer since literally the moment birth, I was born, born one, burn, I cannot say words, born one minute before, though, anyway, uh, also, Clay does say that she has really vibrant scales, and that's really, like, how they learn the colors, but, um, she's, here are the giant's parts, Sunny is the queen, because she's a sandwing, and Glory just say that kind of a sandwing. I don't think she means to be mean. She's just commenting. I hope she doesn't mean to be mean. I know. Um, anyway, Clay says Clay is a scavenger. Is the scavenger who kills the queen? Uh, and Starflight is like, but Clay is way bigger than Sunny, and a scavenger would be way smaller. And Glory gets kind of frustrated because. They know Starflight is just roleplay. But, um, anyway. They are keeping stuff from Sunny because she can't keep secrets. Because, uh, I mean, they're talking, Clay talks about eating a scavenger. And Tsunami says when they leave that they will, um, he can eat a bunch of scavengers. And Sunny looks confused and they say after we've fulfill the prophecy and defeat the war, so they're not telling her about the escape plan, which I... Guys, you need to tell Sunny. You should tell Sunny. Yeah, you want to escape now. Not in eight years. In eight or so years, or however long you're gonna be in this cave. I mean, come on, don't lie to her. <sighs> Petty ready. Anyway, Tsunami is Princess Burn. Glory is Blister. Um, and Starflight is Blaze. Uh, Starflight complains about his part and calls the roleplay a game that he doesn't like. But Tsunami is kind of offended that he calls it a game and defends their study, let's say method with um, parentheses. Um, and we had action, so here's the kind of script. I, there are comments in between, but here basically what goes on.
Sunny slash Queen Oasis is walking along, being royal and important and stuff. Tony is such a good writer. Like, Sunny, I think that's just hilarious, but anyway. Sunny slash Queen Oasis has so much treasure and is a powerful queen. Uh, Clay slash Gavinger fake kills Sunny slash Sunny slash Queen Oasis and steals her pretend treasure. All three of the sisters, Glory, Starfly, Tsunami, want the throne. So they ally with different tribes, and that's the Great War. Now, that's basic. I want to... Now, that's a pretty basic imitation with not many lines of what happened. So I'm going to quote the amazing actors, Clay slash Gavinger. Ha, squeak, squeak, the treasure is mine. <laughs> and that's improvised, Sunny slash Queen Oasis. Oh, it's impossible. Killed by a lonely scavenger. My kingdom. My treasure. I mean, clap, 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 clap. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to keep saying clap. But... Good job. And then um, when Starflight says, when Starflight won't say his line, uh, being one of the princesses, uh, Tsunami almost calls him a lazy ring. But it's an offensive term. She only almost said it because the elders use it in front of Glory a ton. Uh, but Starflight uh, slash Princess Blaze uh, does say, "I deserve the throne. The throne. Also, I'm the prettiest. Uh, and also, uh, you do that. I'll ally with the Ice Wings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I." Starflight, he's not very confident, but he's obviously the best actor here. I mean, um, dragons, after they're done, they get into debate about, they're supposed to pick, like, which queen, and they, they're they debating which queen uh, they think it should be, and all in all, it's none of them. Blaze is a vain couch potato. These are my own. Uh, um, name, sorry. I... I guess I'm having some brain fog. Maybe I'm having... I guess I... No, I have a foot in my mouth because I cannot say words. <laughs> but, um... I don't even know that's... If you, that's how... See? Like, there's just more examples of me having a foot all the way up my mouth. Which is, like, a really gross term. Why? Why would you be... Like, how could you even be in that position? Anyway. Um... Blister is maniacal, and Burn is a cold-hearted killer who's also dumb. See Prologue. Uh, Starflight says the insepid underground peacemongers will decide for them. Tries the tsunami and glory to lash out. That they should pick it on their. They should get to pick it themselves. Starflight says they should hear him out, and Glory says they should not. Um, Clay intervenes. He is obviously the peacekeeper here. Nobody knows where the treasure is, either. Um, the treasure is gone, and we don't know where it went, even though it's been, like, a while, and they've obviously tried to figure it out, slowly, but they haven't. Uh, so, yes, you go, but, um, Kestrel, uh, lecture comes in and lectures their terrific theater, 
Sunny apologized, but Tsunami has none of that and says they aren't sorry. Yes, you go, Tsunami. I mean, like, I don't know if I would talk about it to Kestrel. I mean, I'm pretty gutsy, but I'm not sure if I'm that gutsy. Kestrel, but she has to keep them alive, so maybe I would. Anyway. The way the Dragonettes kind of feel around Kestrel, because she's like, she basically just responds in some mean way, is, um, you feel trapped. All your comebacks just, like, bounce off. You're left mad and frustrated, and you feel so helpless. Tsunami gets punished, even though Clay says they should share the blame because they were all doing it. But Kestrel won't budge. For God's sake, she's horrible. Tsunami sends Sunny on an errand so they can talk about the escape. Boo! I was just having a Tsunami moment, and now it's no. Tell Sunny. Tsunami doesn't ask for Clay's idea of escape, which disappoints him. He wants to contribute and all that. Anyway, Tsunami and Glory are ready to get out of here. They don't tell Sunny because apparently they can't. she can't keep a secret, but they need to trust her. Tsunami makes fun of Sunny's sunny disposition, and Starflight comments that she does care about the mistreatment. She just doesn't whine about it. Oof, hit hard. Starflight on this one. I mean, they should definitely tell her. I mean, she definitely does care. So it ends with them officially deciding to escape and to not tell Sunny. One good note, one bad note. So that will be the end of this episode. Um, please do tune back in. I mean, if you're watching the third episode, probably going to keep watching. But um, I hope I do get more listeners, and I'll see you next week.